Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? In at number 88, it's 88 kilograms of titty. See, I thought we were going to go for 88 kilograms of fish. Uh, maybe that's because nope. I came nope. home last night and my house smelled like fish because they were eating stinky fish. But they left curry for me, so it's fine. They knew I didn't want the stinky fish. But the I, kitchen I just, was still smelly with the I stinky think, fish. I think the budget is only here for about 11 kilograms of fish. <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is piranha 3dd uh here today for films and filth the citizen kane of podcasting it's matt commages here who's gonna talk next. here he talked next mark malik here there we go hi andrew you know hi, andrew. Last name? hi yeah andrew Shearer. i just yeah I just, i've been throwing out last names because i was like nobody knows how to pronounce my last name so maybe i should start saying it more often there you go yeah. Me too. Yeah. Putting and put my stamp of name on it or something. Just like the guy that made this movie whose name you said and I've already forgotten. John Gulliger. Yes, he's okay. he's got Twilight Zone connection. You should know about all everything about him. Okay. I didn't, everything. I didn't do trivia for this. I didn't care to do trivia for this. <laughs> no, we don't do trivia for the show. Uh, except Mark that and, read a bunch of it. Mark and I were talking, we didn't even look up piranha information. So we don't know about the natural life cycle of piranhas yet. They go I, up I your looked ass. up a little bit about the Piranha series because I wasn't that familiar, but I knew James Cameron had done one. Did you do Piranha yeah. um, studies through your Pokemon podcast by chance? Is I there a did. Piranha Pokemon? I, I did. There is a Piranha Pokemon called Carvana. Uh, yeah, real life Piranhas. <laughs> like... I'm sorry. That's a car vending um... machine. <laughs> oh, it's a Piranha that will carve you up. Oh, okay, but it's all, it's like also a car vending machine. Um, but yeah, they're also funny. like they're pretty much omnivorous. Oh, there's an H and... in the Pokemon. Yeah, there is in the Piranha too. Yeah, because nice. I, I thought we, I thought they were going to get into the little fish that swim up your pee stream if you pee into the Amazon River, which they kind of did in a Candira. way. They did a little bit, yeah. Yeah, in a different way, of course, but you know, whatever. Um, did anyone besides Andrew watch this film more than once? Meaning just now. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Didn't think so. I this is my first piranha movie. My I didn't first watch time the good watching ones. any piranha movies. Same here. Um, I I whoa, did. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean you haven't watched the good one? I don't know. I'm just oh. assuming the other ones are better. Um. I <laughs> okay. I I yes. saw the first one, the first piranha one time. I have not watched the James Cameron one yet. Uh, sorry. You. When when Piranha 3D 1D came out, I loved it and was obsessed with it and saw it like four times. Because I had a friend who worked at the movie theater, so I could keep going in for free. Um, I I, when I walked that. out of Resident Evil 5 or whatever it was, I went and saw Piranha 3D again. <laughs> and that's just one of my favorite theater stories. Um, but uh, I you double don't... dipped? That's your favorite story? You only did that once? Yeah. I okay. don't, the whole time... I mean, I saw bad movies when I was getting in for free all the time, but Resident yeah. Evil whatever that was, was the only one I walked out of. 
Oh, you actually didn't finish it. Okay. You just yeah, I walked out of it. No, I walked. Oh no, I I dipped. I dipped a lot, but that was the only time I dipped out on a movie after I started watching it. But um, was that one in three D, Mark? The Resident Evil? Probably. This is when everything was in three D, and what I didn't realize. I remember seeing one of them in three D. I didn't realize that Piranha three D was not filmed in three D, but Piranha three Double D was filmed in three D. So if I'd known that, I might have seen this in the theater because as you know as most people know if they're paying attention the filmed in 3d ones are always look cooler because yeah you would have been yeah, disappointed Jack three was one of the best that i've ever seen I, I don't know i don't hate this movie i i enjoyed it um i can tell it's a step down from the scale of Piranha 3d like a lot <laughs> i know the writing isn't as good but um there's funny shit in it and uh I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where I think this is like a dark fate situation where the last Piranha movie was Terminator 2 and you just can't top that without spending a ton of money. And it turns out that uh, Bob and Harvey Weinstein decided that they weren't going to spend money on this sequel. So uh, they, including not hiring the writers of Piranha 3D. <laughs> so this was handed to the writers of Saw 3D, which I have not seen, but probably not good. Anybody know? Yeah, Andrew, Andrew says good. it is good. Yeah, the the um yeah, 3 and 6 are pretty good. But this isn't 3, this is 3D, which was the seventh one, I think. Right? Oh. Now, what movie are Saw we talking about? Saw 3D was not so Saw lost. 3. Oh, I, Saw right. 3D was not Saw 3. Here, okay. um someone can agree or disagree <laughs> with this if they've seen it, uh, but um the vibe I got from this seventh, movie 7. It's the seventh one. Okay. The vibe I got. Saw 3D is the seventh one. Wait, okay, yeah. all just Saw 3D it. is That's the seventh stupid. one. Okay, it's the only 3D Saw movie because all the Saw movies were super cheap. So that was the only one that they just bothered to make in 3D, even though everything was in 3D, including, you know. Okay, sorry, just... it took like 30 seconds for me to process that. I guess I'm trying reason. to help. It's like a thought grenade. Um... I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it as clear as possible, but uh, yeah. So the guys who wrote. The seventh Saw movie wrote Piranha Three Double D. Oh, you uh, linked it all together. I I wondered how long you're gonna go. <laughs> I try. I'm trying. trying. Start, Matt. I'm trying. Um, also, uh, John Gulliger directed Feast, which I did like, and I didn't see the sequels to that. Um, Feast also has a kid getting straight up murdered on the screen, which I appreciated in this end. I don't know oh, how you guys felt about the kid just getting fucking murdered. That was pretty funny. Um, so I'll just go ahead and say, I fucking loved this film. All right. I alternated well. between belly laughing and just screaming, oh my God, <laughs> for like the entire final 30 minutes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm into it. There are some very, very good lines in this. I mean, I, I will say I watched this one straight through. There, there was I didn't even hit pause from for it um which is rare for me also because it was last night and i had to finish it and i didn't really feel, feel like finishing it this morning so uh, i like to sleep on the film uh so here's the page i came down on i got the same vibe from this um as hey andrew what's the drive-in near your house uh oh which one the, the in twin, north 85 twin yeah. no 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 near yeah is that that's that's the one near commerce right oh no no no, no. that was that's... actually that was the commerce drive-in Oh, that's an easy yeah. name. Anyway, I saw bats there. 
1998 <laughs> or something. And I got the All same right. vibe from this as that. Yeah, that it's eco sense. horror. That's that's a it's a genre that is I think is usually pretty fucking fun. And I mean, uh, the you know, the same level of cocaine bear. The same level of like I'm laughing. It's funny, but I'm laughing at it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing at it, but I'm laughing with it at the same time because everyone involved is laughing at it. It is a comedy. Hasselhoff yeah. literally walks in and says, "Here's rock bottom." And <laughs> <laughs> it's after you see him with his like legs up on a bed, composing on a Casio, ignoring the three-way that's in the bed next to him. <laughs> you yeah. know, good stuff here. Oh, and um, I do have the note here. I mean, this is better than Stan Helsing, which is also problematic. Yeah. So I, I gave it a I gave it a plus I, above Stan Helsing. I'm trying to figure out where it ranks in my bad movie list. It, it, so, hey, Luke, does that mean this is like on the top of your bad movie list so far? Probably. This comes above fair number of the films on our so-called good list. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely... will watch. I'm not even joking. I will watch this again before I watch Reservoir Dogs again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Next week, <laughs> I'm going to. I think I, I maybe Mark would agree with this. I think I'm putting Speed Two at the top of the bad movie list so far. It's for me. It's almost neck and neck with this and Speed Two. Okay, um, so I this does I think Speed Two is a more me. technically. Speed Two is has the budget that this movie should have had. I was about to say they but, had money to blow know. things up in that and drive boats, but towns. but but this movie it it looked cheap and it wasn't incompetent. The CGI didn't look like shit or anything. It was just. You could tell there were way less piranhas and there was no like science involved. Most eco horror movies at least have mm. something like we we figured out how to put cocaine in, but this just has like a, a disgruntled man putting a bunch of stuff in the water and blowing them up. Like it literally <laughs> felt like they ran out of uh, money at the end because the, mo- yeah, the movie. Yeah, there's meant to be end. an explosion. There just kind of isn't. And then there's yeah. 12 minutes of credits. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like fun because it's it's an 80 comedy it's movie and there's 12 minutes of credits <laughs> it's a slasher movie which i don't think we've really we haven't really had a slasher movie yet right like i don't think that i know who killed me counts at all mm. like would, would oh, you know what i am gonna put that above movie? this one i I've, i did that my i just skipped i'm gonna put that above this one too so that Fair is enough. me too okay so matt's putting piranha a little farther down the scum list um, I should see if there's anything where I like it better in the oh, Once Upon a Time in America. There's a good movie I like it this better than for sure. Um, <laughs> that's that's an easy one. Okay, I will I say it's nowhere near as good. But do I like this more than Ikiru? Probably. No, nope, I don't like it more than Ikiru. But that's fine. <laughs> Mark likes depressing movies, whereas me and yes. I don't. So <laughs> yes, exactly. That's just that's just one of those things. that's just for me. So, uh, Andrew, this is your choice. You chose to come in and talk about Piranha 3DD. So, yeah, yeah. your launching uh, pad. Well, I um, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can like adequately judge it because I'm, I'm kind of, I was mad at the movie before it even came out. Um, there was a, there was a contest where you could um submit your design for the poster for uh Piranha Three Double D, and so. Um, it uh, it was through Facebook, the official Facebook page, or some social media. A friend of mine, um, was like, "Hey, we should do this," and so I had her take a topless photo, and I des- designed the poster where, um, you know, that was like that, and then the uh, water, you know, it was basically what the poster ended up being. But they discontinued the contest. 
And then they went and did an art that was almost just I mean, basically exactly the art that I made, just with Ooh. a different photo in it. Yeah. And there was never that's, that's the contest just disappeared. That's a legitimate grievance. I mean, I have a friend who um had basically had an air freshener show up in the first Transformer movie transformers movie and uh she decided to go ahead and sue paramount and then it ended up just with her getting dragged getting dragged out forever and uh she didn't get anything out of it and so you can't talk about transformers movies with her i totally understand that would piss me that pissed me off beyond any like i just meant it i just it just meant that when i went in to finally watch this movie which i of course watched it as soon as it was out because i tried to see anything that shot in 3d i tried to go see that um, but I had a chip on my shoulder or, a, or a fin on my shoulder, you know, um, going in to see it. So I did rewatch it just to see if, cause that was so long ago, just to see if that was still a thing with me. Um, because at the time, um, I had went to a horror convention not long after Piranha 3 double D came out and, uh, John Gulliger was there as he is or, or was when his father, Clue Gulliger, who I think most genre fans know from Return of the Living Dead. Um, he was there as his dad's handler, but he made himself like a like an impromptu DIY Piranha 3 Double D table, and it was John Golger and one of the fish from the movie on like a stick, and that was it. And so no one was talking to him. So I just, I walked up and looked at the fish, and he was, this is the conversation. You guys want to hear it? Uh, sure. Yep. He, he like wrenched it out of me that I didn't like the movie. He was like, hmm. uh, uh, he, he was just like, you seen Piranha 3 Double D? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, I was like, you directed it, right? And he's like, yeah. And then I didn't say anything. He goes, you hated it, didn't you? And I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, it's okay. Everybody does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like oh Damn. my god he wants me to tell him i don't like his movie it was like some kind of like dunking booth for john Colker. <laughs> i think that's what happens in oppenheimer too right so, yeah. Tony's bad. so is that totally wrong about clue gulliger being an episode of the twilight zone i guess uh forget i said that <laughs> i don't I know why been. i thought that Sorry, what did you say I mean, he did so I much thought clue gulliger was in a the episode of the twilight zone for some reason and he, it, uh, he is not so okay uh, maybe go also mad at the marketing department of the weinstein company we all expect higher standards from the marketing department of the weinstein company higher yeah, ethical pretty, standards yeah i mean screw screw them <laughs> other other <laughs> than this hot take <laughs> <laughs> other than the uh 3d once you take that out what you have is just like a very cheap um retread of um alexander aja's piranha 3d um it doesn't really the plot doesn't really change it's just more of the same but with lesser money and they bump up the comedy and you've got uh gary Busey and his dad clue gulliger in the beginning of the movie you've got um uh, uh ving rames and paul Shear and christopher lloyd all come back briefly um, very the, briefly i was like the earlier was Chris, I, I think Ving like, Rhymes was not even credited even though <laughs> yeah. he has a damn... the way in i was like wait a minute was it christopher lloyd in this film <laughs> yeah. yeah he had a pretty great scene oh they they completely forget the christopher lloyd character no this um the thing is my i think my 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 thing about piranha 3 double d is that i've seen cheap short retread sequels of original movies but i've never seen one that doesn't appear to have been 
it doesn't seem as though they wrote a big enough story to make a feature length film. Because mm. if you take away all the stock shots of um, women in bikinis or with no bikinis and water slides and things like that, the movie isn't very long. Mm. And you chop those 12 minutes of credits out and it's already like what an 80 minute movie, something like this. Yeah, mm. It's a super fast movie. But if you take out those credits and all those stock scenes, because they feature characters that aren't in the movie, you know, women running around topless or in slides or, you know, running in slow motion with blood on them. None of those characters in the movie itself. And so if you take all that stuff out, there really wasn't even enough, you know what I mean, uh, to constitute a full movie. So I'm wondering if anybody knows if there was a problem um, when they were making the movie and they just plain old ran out of money to make oh. the movie they were going to make. From what I understand, at least one of these scenes was actually repurposed from something that was already written for Prana 3D and taken out. Like that's how little there that's how little Ooh, there we is. Forgot, we forgot the big flashback that features the Victoria Beach Massacre, which is one of the greatest horror scenes ever done in terms of gore. I mean that yeah. if, if no one has recently watched that. That is like dead alive level gore. I mean, it's just wall to wall, just gross. Um, but yeah, so if you take that flashback out, the stock footage, the um, the scene credits, of car sink of the car sinking into the lake, Mark. That's where yeah, actually seemed to be one of the bigger budget shots of the movie too. Which so no, it starts stuff. off like very very promising, like there's going to be a bigger film, and then there just isn't. But what John Gulliver brings to it, if you've seen the Feast movies, you know, he is uh, from the kind of trauma school. John Gulliver came from a show called Project Greenlight and uh, was able to make his film Feast uh, when he won that show. And so he ended up making um, Feast 2 and 3, which is they're more of the same. Um, but they are, yeah, that school of, uh, you know, just cruelty for cruelty's sake and horror comedy graphically gory um very politically incorrect humor just um if you're if you're 15 or if you just really like <laughs> just like seeing really ridiculous horror um you'll definitely enjoy the feast movies and piranha 3 double d is the same um it brings that exact same type of humor so yeah like did we record luke talking about the kid's head coming off that was one of the things that I screamed, oh my god, and then pissed myself laughing. Yeah, so that's like Goliger, one of his yeah. signature things. And if we go back to Troma, of course, we had the kid's head being crushed in the Toxic Avenger under the teenager's yeah. car wheels. So this is sort of, he, yeah, he's from that school of, of horror comedy. And so, it, yes, it's gory. It, you've got the uh, the penis fish, and you've got... Yeah, the, yeah, fish <laughs> crawling out of the sea and biting a guy's dick. And then his yeah. response is to cut his... A little bit later, you have the line like, <laughs> uh, the, the line is out yeah. of my vagina. it's wonderful, yeah. isn't it? That's a great line. Um, yeah, so... all of your, you know, the reasons you're saying like your problems with the film, Andrew. I mean, A, I haven't seen any of the other piranhas, okay, so anything this retreads, I don't care. Also, because Matt always makes me watch films for this podcast. I love it when a film's really short and slight. Exactly. Yeah, short, <laughs> short and small is good. Like when I call this a dark fate situation, I like that dark fate, Terminator Dark Fate is not 
a huge massive movie because it wouldn't be able to do terminator 2 and mm. this this could have been bigger than piranha 3d with the proper budget but it might it's possible they could have dumped a bunch of money into it and it would have still fallen short and then yeah, you would have just watched a two-hour movie with a ton of violence that wasn't as good as the last one. Yeah. So, so revisiting uh, it, um, my gripe is not that it's a bad movie. It's just not much of one. Yeah. But as far as cheap sequels go, you have a far more, like, a far better, rather, chance of enjoying this than you would something like Wishmaster 3 or 4 mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. of the later Hellraisers or things like that. Yeah. The movie is whatever the movie is trying to be it is doing and whether or not it's a better feast sequel than a piranha sequel i think could Mm. probably be debated but um it's definitely if people are just what's on the cover is the movie you what you see is definitely what you get yeah it's too bad it wasn't more successful than the next one would have been in space it would have had space. I think it was the next one would have been on land, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so, literally saw the world confess at the end. It would have skipped that straight feast, to space. Feast Triple D <laughs> starring the lady from Total Recall. Um, in the hood. Hey, Mark, you got a story uh, for us before we get yeah. too deep in? We're already too I was deep trying in, to, but uh-huh. uh-huh. trying to jump in. Trying to jump in with that, and here I jump in. Uh, <laughs> a year is a year has passed since the deadly piranha incident at Lake Victoria, but it turns out that some piranha have survived and are shooting out of cow's asses. Meanwhile, not too far away, a young marine biology student named Maddie, who owns 49% of a water park, disapproves of all the boobies that her stepfather, Chet, who owns 51% of the water park, has added to what will now be known as Big Wet. Meanwhile, some of Maddie's friends start to fall victim to piranha attacks. Ashley and Travis end up killed when their van rolls to the lake. And then a piranha enters Shelby's vagina and then latches onto Josh's penis, which he then cuts off without really thinking things through. We then find out that Maddie's on-again, off-again cop boyfriend, Kyle, has been taking bribes from Chet to cover up the fact that he's been illegally pumping underground water into the water park. Even though Maddie begs Chet not to open Big Wet because piranhas will attack everyone, Chet doesn't believe in piranhas and throws a huge opening with David Hasselhoff as his celebrity lifeguard. Then piranhas do attack. Chet is decapitated while escaping. Kyle is too afraid and useless to save Maddie, but she's saved by her friend Barry, who has always secretly loved her. And David Hasselhoff saves the kid who doesn't know who he is. Meanwhile, a guy named Big Dave blows up the park as revenge for a piranha going up his ass, which kills most of the piranha and causes Barry's trident to randomly impale Kyle and kill him. All is well until everyone realizes that the remaining piranha have started learning to walk and one kills the kid who David Hasselhoff saved. He doesn't care. Gotta learn to walk before you can swim. Wait, that's maybe a know. minute shorter than the movie itself. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, Chad dying by just driving his car across some, some <laughs> bunting that decapitates him. That was another great one. We had instant like, karma from running over that. Uh, that oh kid. my god! Yeah, that also made me laugh. That like he just reverses over a child. What a, one! <laughs> just one of my favorite things is the fact that that uh, Christopher Lloyd was just here to tell us that he basically got ruined because he suggested fish could walk. And I was like, yeah. And then they do. I love that very much. Just uh, when the little breadcrumbs get picked up at the end. So um, 
I, I since we were bringing up the Hoff, um, I he was he's very mm-hmm. well he was very in shape, I guess, for a man his age. But I couldn't help but notice he had the bounciest titties Floppy. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Some of Matt's notes were so good. One of them like really nailed it about the two men looking so much alike. You like forget which dude is which. You know, people get mad about all the diversity in casting now, but it's so you can tell white people apart from each other. <laughs> yeah, that was the um, yeah. the 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 guy that gets his dick chopped off, or chops his dick off, and and then the the quote unquote love interest. I literally right. yeah. didn't work out; they were different people. Till I was like thirty minutes into the film. <laughs> I spent That's most of the film trying to remember who Kyle was. Um, he was Flash Thompson in the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, huh. Yeah, yeah, he um he cuts his dick off, and that's how you can tell him apart is because he doesn't have a dick anymore. Also, right. he's not no, in the film after that. So the guy that <laughs> yeah chopped his dick is not the guy who rescues. No way, no. the girl. That's Kyle. No, that's, the yeah, other one. that's two different guys. And then Kyle's two different the guys. Okay. Yeah, that's, Josh that's is the one who cut his dick off with casting. See, um, we're still doing it. Uh, yeah. I mean, what Josh what kind of a love off. interest would he be if he had no dick? That would be that. That's like uh, hey, dude, you can do a lot of things. That's like the Black Widow and and the Hawk. And Avengers too. <laughs> you could just be like, "Hey, just kind of ride my elbow." Hey, for baby, ride my elbow. Bounce. I feel sorry for your wife if you think you can't be a love interest without a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Yes. Let's have a let's have a guy with no dick on the show to talk about it. <laughs> I like the um the human giant sketch where the guy um. Try just to become an internet sensation by chopping his dick off on on YouTube, and then someone else does something like really dumb, like they just post photos of cats and they become the much bigger sensation. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like on the same talk show, and the and <laughs> you guys are like, oh yeah, yeah, the girls follow me around anywhere. It's like doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I mean, along those lines, Christopher Lloyd said he had seven hundred more hits than the Diarrhea Baby. That's so funny. <laughs> he's great. He's he's in this for like three minutes, and he's just yeah, man, amazing. Yeah, yeah he fever dreams through this movie because, like I said, forty five minutes in, I'm like, didn't I see Christopher Lloyd? So it's just like one day on set, right? <laughs> one day on set for um for for Gary Busey. <laughs> it didn't seem like they even really showed them driving to go talk to Christopher Lloyd. It just felt like they just showed up there and you uh, see the car uh, like pull up, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, but. Uh, before that, I was under the impression this was farther away from the original Piranha. Because you'd think if it was anywhere near the original Piranha attack, people would be like, there's no way that Chet would be like, yeah, Piranhas aren't going to attack anybody. You know, like everybody would be traumatized forever, probably. I, well, then again, I mean, I, I live somewhere where people were just not wearing masks at all for the last three years. So, yeah. Jeez. I bet. I bet Ving Rames was on set maybe for like three days at least. He was in a well, little bit more. I think, I mean, I think people, this just just goes how, to show how backwards their their thinking is with movies like this because I don't think that the audience for movies like this, at least speaking for myself, um, I don't think that we care so much that there are big stars in it. Um, what we would rather see, at least what I would rather see, would be for them to have just paid actors who would were willing to get fully naked and do all this stuff pay them more and just have them be the main characters you know what i mean because mm. th- that mean that way would be more consistent because what about the w- one in the, in the bikini that was bouncing around with blood all over it? how do we know she's not a good enough actor 
to speak lions and piranha three double d and you don't have to spend all the money on your christopher lloyds or whatever I've... or even spend more of the money on like more extravagant deaths and shots yeah, and the carnage exactly. you came for i do exactly. i like i like <laughs> they... off in this film he made sense because you know lifeguard and everything Right, well, he was... Lloyd could have been played by any cranky old man, you know. Exactly. He's not a real. So, the Gary so... scene, I forgot all about until you guys started bringing it up. Right. So, <laughs> so, it's, so it's would this movie be better if it if uh, the scientist was a nude woman and also yes. Gary Busey was a nude woman? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Of course. Exactly. No, because okay. it's kind of for three double D. Really, all the nudity is from stock footage, mm. from stuff that could be in taken from any film yeah i was gonna um, call it again. the girls gone wild school of film production <laughs> yeah yeah and they they really were going for like mtv spring break girls Gone Wild, but that was really like they had a character jerry o'connell played basically a version of the girls gone wild guy that was so mm. close to the real guy in that first piranha uh at least the remake that um the girls gone wild guy actually like tried to like sue them Oh yeah, that's right. I, I remember that. You remember that? It, wasn't that and his character guys dick bitten off and spit at you in 3D? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was wonderful. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just think, yeah, if you have less money, go the do it how real B movies do it, and just make it with more nudity and more gore. And who cares who the leads are? I wouldn't have cared. I don't think I really cared about the anybody, and I mean that. You could. I feel like this maybe what you're talking about, Andrew, kind of bled through to Scream at this point because there's a weird thing where like actors are getting fired from Scream for saying that maybe Palestinian children shouldn't be killed, and oh, yeah, uh, I that. and well the the thing is like I, I'm totally against them being fired, but I think it's kind of dumb for a slasher sequel to for people to be like that series is over because the celebrities aren't coming back. No. I'm kind of like. How the hell did and apparently um what Nev Campbell's character is still alive after seven screen movies? Like what? Good for her. I have no the the new screen movies the, are the best ones so... because they don't sit there and retread all those old characters. They just have hmm. a they're just good movies, you know. Okay. I, I just didn't really care for the first two, so I just stopped watching because I, I felt like they were I don't really want to watch a movie about someone who is into movies. That's maybe yeah. that's just me. But I'd rather see, I want to see people who are discovering the world of horror movies for the first time by being killed. I don't want to see them talk about about... Talk to Me. That's one of the year's like best Uh, horror movies. Name me anybody famous that you know that was in Talk to Me. I haven't seen it yet. Australian movie. Well, but I want, I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, well, (laughs) well, you know, that's like how they Star Wars. It's like they just pulled a bunch of mostly unknown people. Yeah. So anyway, it worked out pretty well. Boobs and blood, or do you want movie stars? Like that's your trade off. I mean, I think just get hungry people who are, yeah. That sounds like <laughs> I, a that but, sounds like an underworld scam there. But that, was, that, that said, it's to- like I was at the top of the Japanese crime blotter, by the way, when I was going through that. That's why I didn't but, read but, it. <laughs> but to be fair, I was totally amused by the Ving Rhames, Paul Shear stuff, all of it, where he's like, get get my whatever, don't let me get my bitch ass out of the water. What the fuck? what was happening with that? <laughs> But if you had a legless cop, oh yeah, don't listen to my pussy ass mouth. He kept saying, "Yeah, it could be that could have been anybody, sure." But that was very funny to me. We kept saying, "Don't listen to my pussy ass mouth." Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the lady yeah, says, sh- "Don't dump that poor legless stump in the pool." 
<laughs> then he has titanium shotgun legs and he kills a bunch yeah. of piranhas. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure in that scene cool. he shot a couple people by accident. Because <laughs> yeah. there were some reaction shots of people going, like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know how much they really paid those three three famous people, but they weren't. I hope they didn't get paid a ton to be in there a little bit, but uh, I like hope they didn't get paid a ton to be in there a little bit I, yeah that makes sense but they weren't, they weren't they you know yeah they were fine uh, so the impression i got was that ving rains was in the previous film is that correct yes. andrew okay. yes he loses his legs several yeah. of the characters the actors from that were that made up cameo appearances in this were from the previous oh, yeah oh, that makes sense i guess world building for a cinematic universe Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, wrote that, I don't think directed another movie for a few years, and then I don't think he's directed anything for a long time. Nobody directs mm-hmm. movies anymore. It's so hard to get them through the pipe now. I mean, you know, as far as like actual like you know wide releases, I just I think, think a lot, lot of people. Of, <laughs> well, you go that, to Netflix. True. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm just saying. There's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's we're, we're running out of auteurs these fucking, days. Fucking Scorsese made a movie for Apple Plus, and it was one of the best <laughs> movies I've ever seen. Um, he's what directed, was, or what year was um, Piranha Three Double D? What year is this? I had it open just now and I closed it. Oh, yeah. Two 20, years after twenty eleven, November twenty third, twenty eleven. Sorry, twenty eleven. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said twenty. So not long after that, Piranha Three D. Um, I yeah, if Gulliger was going to have a, uh, you know, go on to bigger and better things, you know. He had a like a decade. Um, the thing is, though, is that the next eco horror movie I saw that that Alexandra Aha made was Crawl in 2019, which I didn't care for. Oh, dude, I loved it. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, yeah, but they didn't have I beards like didn't... Rob Zombie. Yeah, I did. I didn't like. It was one of those. I don't didn't like the people in the movie, but I think that's sometimes a problem with French directors is that they translate how French people talk to each other to Americans or English speaking people, and it doesn't translate. That's that's why I think the problem with Valerian is is everybody's like yeah. those people have no chemistry, but I'm like, no, they had chemistry. They were just yelling at each other the entire movie, but they well, were think, clearly liked each I other. I don't think uh, Josh should be making. I don't think he's going to be making movies much anymore either. He. Uh... Uh, incident in a ghost land um he um put real glass and made an actress smash through it and she ended uh. up getting really bad scars on her face oh damn uh. yeah so i don't i don't yeah, know how, fucked up. Uh, i don't know how well he survived that whole incident um i wouldn't be surprised if he did because um paul ws anderson made a stunt woman lose her arm and he's still making movies that's true. Oh god, that was awful. Yeah, remember the uh the Back to the Future 2 lady who almost died and she's in the movie? The stunt yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they left that in there. Yeah. They let no, Landis just, make uh... movies for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they let him make a son. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. But hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh we'll be talking about a French movie pretty soon on this podcast. Is that just like a prediction, or is it? Like no, I know that? we. I know we will. Okay, the French director, the French director's movie, who I had an issue with the chemistry of the couple in the movie. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I worked at American movie though. Yes. Okay. I thought we I thought we were it's watching a, some French New Wave. I mean, Crawl is I think Crawl is technically an American movie too. It's called I'm French New Wave. French director. It's <laughs> new new French new 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 wave. Yeah. There's a new, wave in it. New new, new, new wave. New new, new, new wave. Uh, other big hot takes on on this movie. Uh, like I said, I I by eighty minutes and excuse me seventy minutes and I should count the credits. I I thought I was fully desensitized to blood, titties, and fish scales. Um, there was a point where I'd like I just couldn't like register anymore if I was watching naked women or or swimsuit women. I couldn't work it out. Anymore. That happened to me too. In that note, yeah, that happened to me too. I think the internet's just desensitized me completely and i just didn't really think about the naked women at all mm. i think i'm just ruined it was because the breasts didn't move when they were in a bikini but they also didn't move when the bikini was off so i'm like who cares <laughs> yeah i did not pay that much attention at all um i thought it was absolutely hilarious when the the you know the girl had the piranha in her vagina threw up and then that one guy just walks up and says look who has morning sickness and then he just jumps on the puke and stomps it <laughs> Okay, those were John Gulliger's feet. That was part of the trip. Oh, okay. I didn't like the puke shot. <laughs> I don't like seeing puke on the ground because you see it a lot in Japan from uh, the, the, the after the parties. Someone I like, I like to try to figure out what what the person ate based on how the vomit looks. Mm. Apple? She ate piranha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that would be the best. I think I saw some apple in there. See, I was thinking like um, like wild rice. Or perhaps a burrito. Yeah, I, I should have paused it and studied it more. But like I said, I actually just went straight through the movie with no pauses. I didn't do Mark's <laughs> note pause. I just kept on typing like a fiend. <laughs> I paused a lot. I paused a lot because I just was doing bad with time management. Mm. Um, but I did did watch it. I watched it within 24 hours. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got that going um, for you. I I absolutely loved the thing where Kyle shows back up at the end and is trying to be a hero and he's screaming being a hero and he's like carrying a skeleton out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> or out of the lake or whatever. <laughs> um well, well, I guess we'll put on this one how how filmy or filthy it is. Um Oh, it's filth, but I really enjoyed that it just reveled in being filth. Yeah. Like it's cool filth because it's not made that well maybe i mean yeah it's but it's just like but... it's like look you're here for blood and titties here's blood and titties and like yes lazy as fuck yeah jesus christ that like, I mean, but like anything... it leans into it so hard you can't be mad at it that's how i feel about it like, i mean i, I just find call... i find this less sleazy than when like you know more like a marvel movie making um she can't let hansen show her ass on the poster right where it's trying I... to pretend it's not sleazy, but then it is. And then, and then, then here it's just like, no. I can see that. Can you get I a thought you were going to say the yet? thing. Of... Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying sure that in a nasty way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you couldn't all the way up through like 2016. I no thought Kimura you were going to say it's, the Guardians. Not a, it's not as sleazy as Marvel making kids want to join the military. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, like, sleazy in terms of seeing some boobs. It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, in the military it, it feels, you're gonna be spider-man maybe that's where it it this feels like it's way less like misogynistic than van stan helsing or what was the other shitty shit one hungover games oh yeah 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 or, um, was there another one of of those that was just 
Well, like once upon a time in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I guess I got a little skewed too because you know when watching the Weinstein name flash on the credits, just kind of like in 2023, it kind of predisposes you how you're going to start viewing the film you're watching. <laughs> I didn't pay that close enough attention. <laughs> I, I didn't either. Be honest, I I had to look up the trivia. Oh no no! I saw that flash in the credits. I was like, oh my! I mean, I mean, you know, whatever. That's like there's like three thousand films, That's, many of which are very good. That yeah, have that credit, his but... credits on most of the Pokemon animes because <laughs> they handle the English dubs. So, <laughs> just when you know you're getting to a sleazy movie, and then you do, you do know that it's going to stick in your back of your mind a little bit. You know, <laughs> I, man, I hate to say it, but I think probably a lot of producers are the fucking worst people that yeah, ever sure. walked the I face mean, of the fucking planet. I mean, yeah, Ed was right about the casting is, They have money yeah. and they make people dance for their money. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, go watch um, you know, what Babylon, right? <laughs> I love Babylon. I have not watched it yet, but it sounds like I would like it. I haven't the seen thing anyone's made to showgirls in America in a very long time. I haven't cool. seen Babylon or the first three sequels, but I really like Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't I, seen that, though. I just came across a one-star <laughs> review, and I feel compelled to read it right now. Sure, do it. <laughs> okay, title is, Can See Big Tit and No Piranha. Here's the text. <laughs> can See Big Tit and No Piranha, by the way. You can see its poster for Mo details. Zero out of two found this helpful. <laughs> Andrew, they referenced the poster. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they owe me a little bit. I have um a guy on a podcast I listen to who I've he's been on mine a couple of times. He um because Capcom always does um competitions to like design weapons for um Monster Hunter. And then Pokemon often does like uh, art competitions with Pokemon cards and stuff. And he's really, really against them just as a, as a practice. Yeah. It's just a way to get a load of people to do free labor. And then you only pay the one you end up using. Yeah. I think uh, Mega Man used to do that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think that that may have resulted in some weird villains in that. But yeah, yeah some robot masters. Is, it's kind of fucked up. It, it's I, extremely like. Think about it. it there, there's versions that work and there's versions that don't. Because with Monster Hunter, it's like very professional artists creating like full design documents. It is kind of like just pay people to do speculative art for you. But like mm -hmm. with the old Mega Man competitions, it was more like kids coming up with a fun baddie, right? Yeah, and I think uh you know, they would always just draw a pencil or be a little bit yeah. It's also if I had won that as a kid, I would still be bragging about it. So I can't yeah, be yeah, too yeah. mad about it. But uh, yeah, I think it's different, a little bit different these days because it is the people entering are like artists. Yeah. They should be getting paid for their work. Yeah. But well, then may, just... Maybe they would turn around and tell you that actually just taking part in these competitions is really good for like spreading their stuff. Who knows? I mean, I can yeah, no, definitely I... tell you as somebody who's, you know, written music for a long time, uh, People, I mean, just film work in general. Your people want you to do free stuff constantly and mm -hmm. uh, get paid just, in exposure. Uh, yeah, well, but in a lot of cases, with specifically with independent film stuff, is, is you do your friends a favor working on their thing for free, and then they'll do you a favor by working on your thing for free, mm -hmm. and hopefully that ends nobody up nobody gets not any money. All 
off balance. Bill, yeah, you but know. that's different from like a big corporation, right? Yeah, and exactly. I know we're, we're calling this film low budget, but it's not like low budget, low budget, right? No. Yeah, this is. They probably I got know what at least scale, is. whatever that is. For my poster was yeah, better. piranha scales. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I didn't find a better review than the one I already read. I could read like one that's well written, or we could just leave it with that weird one. This this, this was twenty four million dollars was the budget for Ooh. this. That is oh, I, I mean that's Wikipedia listed as seven point five. So where are you getting that? That weird. might be what it made. Um, Google. <laughs> no, it said, I don't know. Wikipedia says budget seven point five million, box office eight point five million. I'm looking at which. Oh no, fuck! I'm sorry. It sent me to Prometh Piranha Three One D. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, wow, just, just for reference, the budget. Ten years later, Godzilla minus one was made for less than fifteen million. Everyone's thinking about that. Mic drop. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can you say to that? It's um, I think Annihilation was what like around that budget and uh, that was sort of like the highest budget Alex Garland movie and he's made a lot of fucking amazing movies that I love I mean Dread I think Dread's budget was like 7 million or something like that that's an amazing movie too it's an amazing great 3D when you see these movie budgets that are like 150 million so much of that money is just going down the fucking toilet Uh, you pay your actor 20 million dollars well, Sorry, Annihilation. Yeah. Annihilation's forty million. I was off, but yeah. this other stuff was cheaper. I know. Um, yeah, but Annihilation, like most of that was on the it's, screen. It's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> to me, I don't know. No, I know with Disney the past year or twenty, I guess twenty twenty three. Uh, you know, it's like oh, all our movies flopped. Yeah, and they all cost three hundred million dollars to make. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Indiana Jones five cost over three hundred million dollars? I think. Some, yeah, and they're like, oh, it flopped. Oh, it made money. It just, you know, it did make money. People bought tickets to see that movie somewhat. At yeah. least. <laughs> I'm I'm not like a huge Indiana Jones person. So, you know, maybe this doesn't mean anything, but I'm like, I can't imagine 300 million, a $300 million Indiana Jones movie where I'm like, this was worth $300 million. Like, what the hell are you? If it's like a Nazis all turn into robots and form a big giant not Hitler robot that he fights at the end and he's like flying through space. Sure. That's not. <laughs> I mean, happen, I do like indie movies, but they don't need that kind yeah. of money. I just want to see him punch a Nazi. Yeah, I watched the movie. Like... I liked it. And then I saw that was a budget. I'm like, I like that movie. It's not like I saw Coroner's Cup. I'm like, no, that did that. No, how did that? Did they pay Harrison Ford 150 of that? You know, <laughs> maybe I mean, probably <laughs> correct. <laughs> a new correction. Dread was also 30 million. I'm just saying wrong numbers all over the place today. And I just Mark's just pulling numbers. I was asked today. <laughs> you like piranhas. Yeah. <laughs> I also like when the piranhas came out of the, um, the faucet into the bath. But then she woke up and it revealed it was a dream. So how in her dream was she dreaming things that we could see, but she couldn't? You, you have weird perspectives when you dream. Sometimes you're watching yourself or, you know, you, you, you're that I, I can, I can go for that. Yeah. Um, I was just, I went, I'm glad it was a dream. Cause I was like, Oh, come on. That it should, it should at least be coming out of the cut in her leg, not the faucet. That didn't make any sense. Wait, mine that makes less sense now that you think about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I expected the piranhas were going to swim out of the cut in her leg, which that would have wow. been cool. That would have cost more money, though, which maybe is why it's it's much cheaper just to push 
dried fish through a faucet. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think it was just CGI. I don't think yeah, probably any... CGI. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheaper to animate I drops that looked like fish. I just like to think someone was back behind the faucet pushing fish through it. That's all. I mean, we got somewhere. Uh, what's his name that, from the, Lou Zealand from the Muppets? He was back there doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what yeah. my I want in my world. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> imagine Muppets Piranha. That'd be great. I mean, Muppets anything's better. I think. Absolutely. I don't think I don't think they're ever going to make a movie where Muppets get all torn up by monsters or anything. Serbian <laughs> Muppet film. Isn't that what the Happy Land Murders do? <laughs> Uh, kind of. That was. Uh, okay. I want to. I want to see a film where the Muppets turn on mankind, and it's just like this movie, but instead of piranhas, it's Muppets. Kingdom the Planet of, of the Muppets. Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Be into it. Well, like, how about well, Muppets and Pokemon? <laughs> Muppets and Pokemon team up to take take man out. <laughs> the uh, the the original um, head writer of the anime wanted to do a movie that was a conclusion to Pokemon, where the Pokemon rose up against humans. And it ended with Pikachu in action combat. Someone say the I mean, Muppets take mankind. Uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, Matt might and have that, said that. That would be, imagine if when they rebooted, you know, I guess they, they reboot Pokemon once in a while, right? Like his, his at least the games. Imagine the if games they just... are still all in one continuity. Okay. Well, it's like, imagine if they did that and just had the Pokemon rise up against humanity and then you just fast forward three million years and new humans show up and then deal with it that like pokemon or, or pokemon are millions of years old and the pokemon catch train the humans to fight each other oh my god i think we are we might have already come up with this in another episode but still <laughs> never quash a good uh, idea yeah it's um, just like they keep them in in like big they keep them in square balls instead of round ones right so yeah, yeah i feel fully... tools am i right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I fully put down my iPod and closed pad and closed it now. So I guess that that short review was was the right review. Unless Mark, you're the guy oh. who also looks at this one. I mean, if you didn't, that's fine. I just uh, checking in. Um. Well, the the format for the podcast is that a film on this list should have a ten star review. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I just got did, blind. I thought I did that on purpose. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, it was such a great review. <laughs> it just I mean, caught the, my eye, and I one star reviews usually are better. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe um, that's why. I went. Okay, give me Mark, a you got a ten for us. I'm also yeah. looking back. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not as familiar with doing this as you guys. No, I almost. Because I hate. One, I hate public user reviews. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we dug for it, we could probably find my original review for this. Um, okay, I star? got. I think I got a candidate here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Easily ten stars worth of laughs. Uh, damn it, <laughs> no. Okay, sorry, my my uh, browser is being weird. Uh, I read a one star review that said this movie never takes itself seriously and has a solid cast. Therein lies the disconnect between all the one to two star reviews and others, like my wife and I, find the film hysterically funny because it never takes itself seriously. We totally agree with a one star person who notes the solid cast. I mean, David Hasselhoff is off the charts hilarious. Then there is good old Christopher Lloyd adding his usual charm. The piranhas themselves are grotesque. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Let me stop you. The priyanas. Priyanas, you're right. Priyanas. My bad. The priyanas themselves are grotesquely horrific and a hoot to watch on the screen. 
one-legged deputy played by Ving Rains. <laughs> not not accurate. Added another foot. most weird, funny scenes ever as he battles piranhas trying to eat his steel leg. Their blood and gore galore again, not taking any of this seriously. I mean, a hilarious decapitation scene. One out of two found this helpful. <laughs> also, well, this is from 2020. Well, That's a 50% hit rate. <laughs> Wow. As ever, we have to ask the question: Like, how did this film end up on this list? Because it's I'm like confused. I think it's honest. like the film wants to be on this list almost. Oh, absolutely! It's playing up being like a cheesy B movie, and like you said, Matt, um, Andrew, you met the director, and he's like, you hated it, right? <laughs> so I well, think a lot of people who are giving this film one and two star reviews are in on the joke. Like, you're not meant to give this film a ten star review. It's it doesn't want it no and, and, also, and also the uh, piranha 3d is at a 5.5 and mm. you've heard me and andrew gush about that movie so it's almost gush. like if that's at a if that's at a 5.5 then then piranha 3 double d has to be lower so it just is low enough that it's i mean I think 5.5 for that is absurd but I guess maybe that's the same thing where people are just like yeah this is awesome one star awesome trash yeah and back then the Weinsteins were notorious for um chopping up the movies you know and just they really were, were the ones that made them I mean think about Del Toro's experience making Mimic you know mm -hmm. and that's just also um many stories Parada like too back in the day was like uh treated as like a worst film of all time kind of about space type picture so maybe there's a bit like... of the, the Parada series just has that DNA of People I do like three double D more now that Luke's saying it. I, I do like three double D more than Piranha Two. Piranha Two is hmm. kind of boring. Hmm. Piranha Two is like they fly now. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's called the spawning. They they have wings. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 fun. But yeah, who knows if it's good or it's not? Just, it's I, a slog you know. to watch. <laughs> who knew not, feet would not work not better like than it. wings? Yeah, I think Cameron doesn't like it himself. So. Um, he took a long time to start letting people call it his first film, and then he sort of eased up on it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd yeah. like to hear well, James Cameron's statement that he's going to be making Piranhas 3, 4, and 5 over the next 10 years. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, um, apparently he just did a bunch of 4K upscaling for some of his most beloved films and like messed them up by using AI to remove film grain. I haven't seen any of these, but uh, oh, no. I have mixed feelings about that guy right now because it sounds like he's doing a special edition bullshit. But yeah, because nobody more liked this uh, when I think with uh, Dawn of the Dead. Does anyone remember the the version that was uh, had DNR digital noise reduction on Blu-rays? Yeah, like one of the first Dawn of the Dead Blu-rays that was out, they used digital noise reduction, and everybody was like, "What is this?" You know? I've definitely heard of that. Um, I think the worst Blu-ray I got was the first RoboCop one, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a bad transfer. It wasn't like weirdly noise reduced or anything. But yeah, um, they use some kind of process to. Uh, it just doesn't. It has no texture. It's bad. Yeah, I've seen AI upscaling. It's not. It's not. It is not suitable for film because film is. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. It's not. It's film. not good enough. A AI anything is not suitable for artistic endeavors. Yeah, basically, because it's not actually AI, because it's not smart. It's just, yeah. you're just using a bunch of different information and aggregating it to. Yeah, well, like, I, I'm 
I'm 100% behind um, whichever Wachowski sister it was who just said, like, we shouldn't call it AI art. We should call it plagiarism software. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, hopefully there will be a non-plagiarism machine version of those. Movies. I, I would love to see The Abyss in 4K, but not if it looks like shit. So uh, Maybe it just takes know. everyone's top off. Sure. I see that. That's the correct use of AI is to do dumb little things for a laugh. Is <laughs> to deep I mean, people. <laughs> I. I mean, I. I. If AI ever becomes. Oh yeah, there, there's some good. like consent shit there. I take that back. Yeah, that that is. Good. <laughs> I I had I had all these thoughts about like if if AI actually became good enough to really change things to just make dumb alterations in films like. Like, what if Neo took the red pill in the Matrix, but then instead of... But the movie's the same, but everyone's just a dick to him. <laughs> instead of changing well, anything. Uh, where I everyone's mean, red now. He takes, the red pill and he, every, he takes the red pill and everyone in the movie from then on out is red. Yeah, yeah the movie just turns red. I mean, I could do that myself. Oh, just but... the people turn red, not the whole movie. <laughs> okay. Instead of Gone with the Wind, it'll be Gone with the Tops. Sure. Yeah, after everyone's dead in the movie, do we need consent from them just to show their boobs? In a you don't need consent from dead people. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> uh, I, I guarantee you someone's already had this conversation. That's the fucked up thing about it. It's like they're yeah. doing they're gonna do CGI gone with the wind too. Oh, it'll it'll happen. They're gonna do um they're gonna bring Grand Moff Tarkin back in the next Star Wars movie, but he's gonna be shagging constantly. <laughs> he, he he has no pants. <laughs> Yeah, that that looked terrible, what even the... without him shagging someone. Oh, oh, you mean that. the Rogue One scene? <laughs> the, the Rogue One you scene, yeah. I forgot what that looked like. I remember it the happened. The eyes, they can't get the eyes right. Yeah, the eyes were just wrong. I like it's, to think... They can't do posture right. Like, the it sort of doesn't look like a standing person. It's sort of, like, kind of floating. Mm. It's weird like... you had an actor standing there. How did yeah, they it just didn't... When there was an actor it... standing there. I don't know. I mean, and it could be a lot closer than I'm actually remembering it being, but I remember it being just not looking good, and I'm sure that it, that will not age well. Um, yeah, video comparing it to video games, like video games are not. In order for video games to get like human motion correct, they have to make a physics engine that is very detailed and have all the limbs move individually. And most video games don't bother with that. Like if you play something like. A Bethesda game. I'm sure Starfield is like that. You basically are a disembodied head flying around with a fake body attached to you, mm. with an arm that is it that is a repeating weapon. It's like it it it's not good. <laughs> I, I feel mean, like I for, saw an you... Indonesian horror movie that was like that. I heard Maybe. that in the Irishman, a movie that I have not seen, that they actually hired someone on set to tell the old men to stand up straight, so they. Because, you know, the de-aging software was good enough and they were using mm -hmm. it in half the movie. But if they moved like old men, it kind of ruins the effect. So I've heard they still yeah. kind of do move like old men for most of the film. They yeah. do. So they, they absolutely do. And that, that really didn't help me. I yeah. certainly thought that um, uh, Tron Legacy, like Jeff Bridges' voice was all wrong in that. He sounded like this. He didn't yeah, but sound he was like... in a weird computer world, old. so it was kind of okay. I'd, yeah. I don't... I mean, I hope that he just got paid to do the minimal effort, but he might. They they could have just tried to remove a little of the gravel, you know, because big stars you know, should get paid for minimal effort. I'd, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, um, I mean, 
I, I wish I hadn't seen it, but I I also wish that you got in pain for not doing not doing anything. Did you want to? Uh, also, like Indiana Jones was this new one. You know, he was uh, the de aging stuff was great, but then they stuck his face onto like the stunt people and all this other, and they made a big point of showing his face all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> you can shoot from how the back. I've... It's fine. Yeah. Like I kind of felt like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon felt like it was making a huge point of people are like fighting and you see their face the whole time. And yeah. it was kind of like, man, I'm, I prefer the quick cuts when they would hide people because mm-hmm. it felt a lot more exciting when they would do that. You know, just be normal. Um, just do normal stunts. Just do normal. Oh, stuff. oh my God. What we're talking about stunts. Do you know what I recently found out about last night? Hmm? Have you seen the alternative ending scene from love? Actually? No, never seen any of it. Oh, I you know, at the movie. end, the kid runs into the airport to like, confess yes. to the girl. Yes. The original version, he's doing all kinds of gymnastics ninja flips You're to get away from the police. <laughs> what? There's no the, way. Where is the, this? <laughs> I, I retweeted it on Twitter. Um, basically, <laughs> apparently, originally, the kid was going to be a gymnast. And like at the end, he used the gymnastics skills to get to her. But okay. then, like, it just looked so insane. They had to cut the <laughs> plot line out because it was too distracting. And like, and he's he's literally he'll do a backflip, and it's just a full grown adult, and then it cuts back to the kid <laughs> when he laughs. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, oh, oh my <laughs> god, I'm watching it. Oh my god, <laughs> like a Rudy Ray Moore movie. I've never seen Love Actually at all, but this is still funny even to me. I love that movie. No, that's that's one actually, I watch it every year. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I I haven't. It's not like I've gone out of my way to avoid it. I just. Uh, hasn't really come up. I've it's seen it, and I, but I've me. forgotten it for the most part. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't remember it anymore. I saw it twenty years ago. That's that's my love actually review. <laughs> okay, well, it's on the it's on the good list. Is it? No. no. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna start joking like that every time any movie comes up. I guess we're winding down on this one, uh, Andrew. It's January something, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Did did your book come out? Yeah, my book, everybody's E V E R Y B O D I E S. Um should be available now on Amazon to purchase on paperback or hardback. No E edition, folks. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Gotta get the papes. Yeah. You okay. doing uh you're doing an Athens release party? You doing an Atlanta release party? Uh you know, um, that'll be up to Metropolitan Studios if they want. They're kind of like the Atlanta, my Atlanta venue. Uh, right. They're in East Atlanta, and so um, uh, if that if that happens, obviously that will be a big deal. They showed um, Jugsaw last year, and uh, that was well attended. And so yeah, I was there. Yeah, that's right. You were, Mark. That's right. This is the last time I saw you, probably. I'm so, afraid to um, drive to Athens because my car is always bad. Don't. Don't do it. Let us come to you. I love <laughs> I love Metropolitan Studios. And so yeah, yeah nice. they'll be they'll be an um there'll be one at Cine on on January the seventh. And then uh yeah, just TBA for Metropolitan. Cool. As for us for films and filth, we might be on some socials if you felt like looking or not. On Patreon, do look there. Podcastio, Podcastius, support this. Support Time Enough Podcast doing the Twilight Zone. Podcast 1999 doing Space 1999. Luke Lovin' Pokemon. Hyrule Fuel Report. Lovin' Zelda. Game Game Show. Lovin' Screaming at Each Other. 
or talking in raised voices to each other. I guess you guys don't have that much screaming. <laughs> Occasionally. I love, I love that's become the narrative. <laughs> expect to turn it on. They're just like, whoa, name of Pokemon. Fuck you. Andrew made, made an excellently high-pitched noise on uh, the Game of the Year show. Which I, I isolated out and put at the end again. <laughs> oh man, like that was like mini me. Like, I don't. I, I always forget to listen till the end. But um, I did want to say, Luke, that you shouldn't feel bad about not knowing Advance Wars came out because I keep forgetting that it came out and I mm. bought it. It ah, came out two weeks. Said before. Advance Wars. Advance Wars. Advanced I mean, wars. it could be Advance Wars if you use AI to make them all nude, but. I played um, the ones on the DS. Well, it's a yeah, re it's a remake of, of the first two Game Boy ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And there was Pretty one good. Like, there was the gritty reboot version. I played <laughs> Yeah, that. Days of Ruin. I have a yeah. sealed copy of that. <laughs> um <laughs> still in the box. <laughs> I love that that the whole the whole idea of that game was like Hey, it's war. Let's all hang out. We're children and we're having fun. And then it's just like the future is all the future sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I I did um, prefer the first one's uh vibe. Uh, Andrew, I searched I searched everybody's Andrew Shearer on Amazon.co.jp. I'm just getting underwear. Uh, it's not there anymore. It's not I'm supposed to be writing a book right now, and yet I'm doing this. You know oh saying? right, because oh. January is where we're talking about the future. Exactly. The future yeah. where it is we will spend the rest of our lives. Okay, well go write your damn book. I'm not going to just because you did.